0: Welcome back to another scintillating episode of Yesterday Today. A fantastic, frolicking, fun episode, f- fish oriented. It's, uh. Whoa, whoa, watch for your step. You almost put your foot in my tackle box there, bud. Sorry, I was trying to get into a good spot to cast my line. Would you mind scooting down the bank a little bit, Jake? You're kind of crowded me out here.
1: Alright, alright. Yeah, this is uh, Yesterday Today, folks. I'm Jake. This is McLean. Bringing you the best of yesterday's radio today. We thought we'd take the show mobile this week and do a little fishing out by the old lake here. It's going rather well. I caught a couple of old boots so far, so that's kind of been my catch of the day.
0: That's nothing. I've caught myself quite a few trees here on my back cast.
1: With a couple of expert fishermen like us, it's it's only fitting that we present a few uh, fishing-themed episodes of Old Time Radio today. Or so I thought. Of course. Up first, we have an episode of Fibber McGee and Molly from 1946. And while we play that, I, Oh, jeez. Well, McClane,
0: you caught your hook in my ear. It's in my ear. Well, what was your ear doing in the way? Just. Well, quit squirming, man. Just, just let me get it out. Come on. Yeah. No, stop it. You're making it worse. The Johnson
2: Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Yeah. of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, B. Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. The music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. The time, early morning. The cast, Mrs. McGee, a charming housewife, her husband, a rather dreary character, and a large, wet fish wearing an expression of surprise and horror. The place... 79 Westful Vista, the home of Vibber McGee and Molly.
3: Look at that fish, will you? A ten-pounder if he weighs an ounce. And I caught her. Look at him.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You look at him, dearie. A defunct fish has no beauty for me. They all have a look in their eyes like a head waiter who had just been tipped ten cents.
3: (laughs) Well, it's beautiful to me, baby. Lying there in that sink is the toughest, fightingest, smartest bass that ever had his picture on a hardware calendar. <laughs> Old muley, the demon of Dugan's Lake. Old he? Old muley. The fish that every guy for 40 miles around has been trying to gaff for five years. And who finally hauled him in? I did. That's who, your ever-loving husband. A new chapter in fishing history has been wrote this morning.
4: <laughs> Say, uh, what time did you go out to Dugan's Lake, dearie? Something woke me up about six and I discovered it was you. Not snoring
3: (laughs) My gosh, at 6 a.m. I'd already been out on the lake for two hours Oh, gee, it was beautiful Did you ever see the sun come up behind Borgelstaff's brewery?
4: No, I never did, sweetheart
3: And to think I was the only fisherman in town with ambition and energy enough to get out before daybreak You want to hear how I landed him? Okay, well, sir, there I was, sitting in a rowboat When all of a sudden I heard a big splash Oh, newly No, my lunch, it fell overboard (laughs)
4: Tough luck
3: No, it was a stroke of fortune Old Muley went after them jelly sandwiches Like Congress after Chester
4: Bowles
3: (laughs) That kept Old Muley hanging around my boat, you see
4: Too bad you didn't have some hot dogs With a pickerel in the middle and the mustard, (laughs) etc
3: Well, sir, I eased my line gently over the side
4: I eased my line over the
3: side and whammo Old Muley struck
4: What for, shorter hours and longer worms? (laughs)
3: Now, sir, he hit that line like a fat lady at a nylon sale. (laughs) And using a delicate wrist motion, I played him in and out like a yo-yo. Pretty soon, I could see he was getting tired. And he could see I was getting tired. It was a battle of strength and wits.
4: Well, knowing how it came out, this is sort of like sitting through a movie the second time.
3: Well, sir, there I was, sitting there in the boat, and suddenly it was all over. (laughs) There he was in the bottom of the boat. There was tears in my eyes. There is now, too. I was all choked up. I could hardly speak.
4: Well, you're very emotional about catching a mere fish.
3: It wasn't emotion. In the excitement, I'd swallowed my cigar butt. (laughs) Anyway.
4: Come in. Hello, folks. Anybody home? (laughs) Hello, Mr. Wimple. Come on out and have a cup of coffee.
5: Oh, thank you, Mrs. McGee. I see you have the same trouble with the city water we do. Imagine a fish that big coming out of the faucet
3: <laughs> That fish, Wallace, my lad, did not come out of the faucet He come out of Dugan's Lake That is old muley, the biggest gamest bass that ever thumbed his gills at a fisherman
4: This is the opening day of the season, you know, Mr. Wimple.
5: My goodness So that's what Sweetie Face meant What do you mean? Sweetie Face That's my big old wife <laughs> Told me just this morning Wallace, you poor fish, she said You'd better stay in the house for a few days, she said. But then she was a little annoyed with me at the time, I suppose.
4: Why was she, Mr. Wimple?
5: Oh, just because I made a teensy little joke. She was doing some weightlifting and her forehead was all perspiration and I came in and said, Hello, sweaty face.
6: <laughs>
3: That's the kind of remark that'll get your neck tied in the lovers knot one of these days, Wimple.
5: Oh, you're so right, Mr. McGee. Particularly after last night.
4: What happened last night, Mr. Wimple, if you're healed up enough to tell us?
5: Oh, we had another argument, Mrs. McGee. I wanted to go out, and Sweetie Face didn't want me to. But I won.
4: a boy,
5: Wimp. You went out, eh? Like a light, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Did you ever know you could knock a man my size unconscious with a copy of the Reader's Digest? <laughs> Is that possible? It is if you leave it between two brass
4: bookends.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Gracious,
5: when I came to, I had a headache clear down my shoulder and under my arm.
3: Horse feathers, how could you have a headache under your arm?
5: That's where my head was. (laughs) My, that is a big mackerel you caught, Mr. McGee. That
4: is not a wimperel, Mr. Mackle. uh... (laughs) I mean mackerel, Mr. Wimple. It's a bass. Isn't it a beauty?
5: Yes, I suppose so. But would you mind turning it the other way? It's got a look in its eye like Sweetie Face when she catches me shaking my piggy bank. (laughs) Are you going to cook it tonight?
3: Cook it? We don't cook this fish, Wimp. It's going to be mounted on a plaque and hung over the mantel. Just as soon as I can get in touch with a dermatologist
4: No <laughs> No, you mean taxidermist, dearie
3: I do I thought a taxidermist was a guy that stood out in front of a hotel With a whistle and stuffed people into cabs.
6: <laughs>
5: oh, no, Mr. McGee Anyway, you don't mean a dermatologist Why don't I? Because a dermatologist is someone who has made a study of the skin, Mr. McGee
3: That's what I says, Dad Ratted, I want the skin of this fish mounted for my study
5: well, I might as well go home, I guess. I can't win here, either. <laughs> Goodbye now.
2: Billy Mills Orchestra, the King's Ren, and all the cats join in.
3: wait to see Doc Gamble's puss when he hears I caught old muley.
4: Incidentally, I hope you don't plan to leave that fish lying in my kitchen sink all day. No,
3: I just want to leave it there till the photographer gets here, you Can see. Who I,
4: gets here?
3: The photographer from the Whistle Vista Gazette. going to take my picture holding the fish. I think if I sit here and hold it on my lap and you stand behind me with your hand on my shoulder and a proud look on no, your face. No,
4: so we, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, thank you, pet. Not this time. Come in. Come in. Oh, it's Mrs. Carstairs. Hello, Millicent.
8: Good day, my dear. And, Mr. McGee? Hiya, Carsty. Did you hear about me catching old muley? Good heavens, no. Will you be quarantined? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> old muley is not a disease, Millicent. It's a fish. In other words, it isn't catching, it's caught. Oh, a fish.
3: The biggest, game of smartest bass in this part of the country, Carsty. I got up before daybreak, went out to Dugan's Lake and Jack Robinson.
4: Who's Jack Robinson?
3: The fellow I had this big fish in the bottom of my rowboat before you could say it. (laughs) You done much fishing, Karsty?
8: Oh, some, Mr. McGee. Mostly deep-sea fishing. Oh. One year, Mr. Carstairs and I brought home a live octopus we'd captured. We kept it in a pool in the backyard.
4: Heavenly days, an octopus is a rather odd sort of pet, isn't it, Millicent?
8: Oh, this was a very intelligent creature, my dear. But it seemed to be at such a loss to know what to do with those eight long arms that Mr. Costes taught it to play two tables of bridge.
3: Oh, now, Millie.
8: Oh, it's a, it's a fact, Mr. McGee. It was simply amazing to see the ungainly thing shuffle and deal.
4: I suppose the two arms that were playing dummy passed the time of the game of cribbage.
8: No, dominoes, my dear. Three decks of cards were too confusing. Whatever happened to him, Carsty? I presume it was a him. Well, we think it was a female, Mr. McGee. Oh, it was always throwing kisses to the gardener. <laughs> we finally had to dispose of her.
4: Shoot her, Millicent?
8: Oh, no, my dear. Not that handsome, intelligent creature. We sold her to the Chicago police, and she's now directing traffic at State and Madison.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
8: well, uh, this has all been very interesting. At least to me. It's so nice to have seen you. Good day.
3: I don't believe a word of it. An octopus playing bridge. I can't even play bridge very good myself.
4: Now, don't you say that, dearie. I don't know anybody who plays bridge more like an octopus than you do.
3: (laughs) Gee, honest.
4: Cross my heart When you get to dealing And reaching for the salted nuts Adjusting the lights Straightening the legs of the table And passing the cigars All at the same time I'd swear you had eight arms
9: Yeah, but I don't
4: Come in Well, hello there, Dr. Gamble Hello,
9: Molly Hello, Jam Face. Good morning, Lancelot I'm glad you
3: called Because I have a very important announcement
4: And usually people don't announce things to a doctor He announces things to them
3: well, get with it, Gabby.
4: <laughs> okay. Now, look,
3: fatso, do you know what I did this morning? I went out to Dugan's Lake, and with the skilled patience and fortitude for which I am noted, I caught the biggest bass in inland waters,
9: Old Muley. Well, that isn't such a thing. You did what?
4: He caught Old Muley, doctor. It's out in the kitchen sink, packed in ice cubes, which are melting slightly faster than our refrigerator can make them.
3: <laughs> and if you're a good boy, Lil iodine, I might take you out in the kitchen and unveil it, so what's the matter?
4: Now, let me... <laughs>
9: let me get this straight, you little bandit, you poacher. You went out this morning and caught the big bass.
4: That he did, doctor, that he did.
9: Well, of all the dirty, double-crossing, illegal, low-down, unsportsmanlike... What's thing, so
3: unsportsmanlike and illegal about beating you guys to old muley on the first day of the season, you big sore head? If I'm ambitious look,
4: enough to...
9: what day is this?
4: May the 7th, doctor.
3: He knows very well what day it is, Molly. He knows the fishing season opens today. Yes, at midnight.
4: At midnight? At midnight?
9: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I never... I I thought it was... You are in trouble, Buster.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly days, this is terrible. Doctor, is there any way you can give artificial respiration to a fish? (laughs) Is it too late to... Yes? Yes? Yes, I suppose it is. Gee,
3: Doc, what am I going to do? It was all a mistake. It's I thought... It's a mistake that... that'll
9: cost you plenty, Chisler.
4: <laughs> is there a heavy penalty for fishing out of season, Doctor?
9: They'll throw the book at him, dear girl. He's going up the river, but not for fish. When you see him again, he'll have a crew haircut and be talking out of the side of his mouth.
3: I'll never know such a thing. This was an honest mistake. And when I explain it to the game warden... Hey, who is the
9: game warden? <laughs> Chap named Jordan. Gordon Jordan.
4: How interesting. Gordon Jordan the Warden.
9: (laughs) Look, Doc, is he, uh... Does he belong to the Elks? No, he does not. And he's thoroughly incorruptible, if you had any idea of buying your way out of this jam with a fast sawbuck.
4: Now, look, boys, let's be realistic. Who would report this to Gordon Jordan the Warden? I'm sure you wouldn't, Doctor. And I know Mrs. Carstairs wouldn't. Who else knows about it, dearie?
3: Well, I called the Gazette. (laughs) I told the guy at the filling station when I wanted to use the phone to call the Gazette. I told Mort Tooth because I borrowed a nickel from him to make the call when I called the Gazette from the filling station. I told a fellow named Harry who was with Mort when I borrowed the nickel to use the phone to make the call. In other words, phone. you told everybody in town. Hmm?
9: Sonny, I wouldn't be in your well-worn, unshined, oversized shoes for all the ore in Oregon. Now, look, Doc, you wouldn't turn me in. Not you. Not my
2: old fishing pal, Doc. Who's an old fishing pal of whose? Hello, Molly. Hi, Doc. Hello, Hello. Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Junior. What's cooking, fellas? Getting ready for the opening day of the bass season tomorrow? Because if you are, count me in. I want to crack at Old Muley this year.
9: (laughs) The fishing season for Old Muley is over, Harlow.
4: Yes, it is, Mr. Wilcox.
9: What? This little piscatorial pirate, this... (laughs) this poacher, this... this... Thief in the night This thief in the night Sneaked out to Dugan's Lake today This morning, Harlow In the wee small hours And caught old Muley
4: Oh, no Out of season? He didn't mean to, Mr. Wilcox For the first time in his life He got somewhere early And it was wrong
2: (laughs) Of course I didn't do it on purpose You believe me, don't you, Harlow? Look, ignorance is no excuse In the eyes of the law, pal Oh, Oh, that's terrible Old Muley
3: He's out in the kitchen In the sink under a sack.
9: <laughs> uh, never mind, McGee. I, I'd rather not see him. Like an old friend, betrayed.
2: Pal, I never thought you'd do a thing like that. Yeah, but gee whiz, fellas, I... Th- Those laws are made to give the fish a chance, pal. Yes. That's the protection they have against their enemies. Yes. Just as Johnson's wax is the protection your furniture has against dirt and dust and dampness.
4: Yes, but Mr. Wilcox. Johnson's
2: is... wax protects your floors and fine woodwork against their enemies. Yes. Keeps but... them bright and gleaming, gives them the protection they need. Yes. The but... protection all worthwhile things must have if they're to survive.
3: Yes, but.
2: If you didn't protect your precious belongings, they'd soon be gone. Yeah, but what that. And just... if we don't protect our game fish against poachers, they'll soon be gone, too. And I've got to get going myself, kid. I'll go with you, Harlow.
9: We won't turn you in, McGee. That's up to your conscience.
2: Doggone it, my conscience is clear. I just made a mistake, that's all. I hope the judge sees it that way.
8: Oh, dear.
2: Well, look, pal, don't you worry about having to spend any time in a dark, dingy old jail cell. I can at least keep you from that. You can, Waxy? Well, gee, that's mighty nice of you. Sure, I'll send you a couple of cans of Johnson's Wax. You can have the brightest, shiniest cell in a couple of days that anyone ever served six months in. So long, Molly.
3: See, this is an awful mess, Molly. i always been known as a pretty good sportsman. Always put out my fires in the woods. Never shoot a sitting bird. Never come into camp with my loaded gun. Obey all the rules, and now look at me. Catching fish out of season.
4: Well, you didn't realize it was out of season, mm. dearie. You know what I'd do if I were you? What? Call the game warden and tell him the whole story. Your past record will speak for you. I thought you'd be doing that while I was out shopping.
3: Yeah, but what if this warden, Gordon Jordan, is a tuppy? He can throw me in the sneezer for five years. I'll have my picture in all the papers. Oh, my gosh, the photographer. If he comes, don't let him in. He was
4: already here. He was here. Oh. I told him the doctor had just been here and you had a severe attack of Eurofloridana and couldn't see anybody. I had what? Urofloridana. That's Latin for largemouth black bass. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up. Now, look, Pat, call the warden and confess. Get it over with. I don't know. Maybe... maybe... Everybody in town knows it anyway.
3: My gosh, they do at that. Well, sir, as long as somebody's bound to snitch on me anyway, I might as well do my duty. <laughs> Never let it be said that Pippa McGee dodged an issue when cornered like a rat.
4: <laughs> Hand me the phone. That's the spirit, dearie. Here.
3: Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the fish and game not That you, Mert? <laughs> not this week, Mert. I'm in trouble enough. Let me speak to Gordon Jordan, the warden. Yeah. Hello, is this Warden, Jordan? Look, Gordon, this is Pipper McGee at 79 Whistle Vista. I caught a big bass out of season this morning by mistake. You want to come over and discuss it? You do, eh? Okay, Gordy, goodbye.
4: How'd he sound, McGee?
3: Sounded like the voice of doom. Sore as a crapshooter's knees. Granted, why didn't somebody tell me the season didn't open till midnight? My gosh, I would have been glad...
4: If that's Gordon Jordan the warden, he must be jet propelled. Come in. Oh, thank goodness. Mayor Latrivia.
10: Hello, Molly. Good day, McGee. Say, what's the matter? You're as pale as a fish's stomach.
4: An unfortunate simile, Mr. Mayor. (laughs) Himself here is up to his clavicle in fish.
10: I done wrong, Latrivia. I caught a big bass out of season. Well, that wasn't very good judgment, McGee. no. However, as long as it wasn't old muley out at Dugan's Lake, Uh, Oh, yeah,
4: but it was old muley, Your Honor.
10: What?
3: (laughs) Look, Latreff, I didn't realize the season started at midnight. I thought it started this
10: morning. That's all. Well, everybody makes mistakes.
4: I'm sorry you didn't get a chance at old muley yourself, Mr. Mayor.
10: Oh, that's all right, Mrs. McGee. There are still plenty of fish out there. In fact, I think I'll take my rod and reel out there tomorrow morning. You better not do that, kiddo.
3: They don't approve of that stuff out there.
10: In fact, if they know it, they won't even rent you a boat. Who won't rent me a boat if they know what?
4: Your condition.
10: And what is my condition? It's pretty obvious, isn't it? You reeling out there with your fishbowl and staggering... I
4: didn't say
3: I
10: was reeling anyplace.
4: You said you were going to take your rod and reel out to Dugan's Lake, Mr. Mayor. (laughs) Now, personally, I am not one to criticize a person's habits, but if I may be so bold... Uh, Just
10: a moment, Mrs. McGee. I'm getting a little fed up with having you two people involve me in these nonsensical arguments. I think you're trying to bait me into making a fool of myself. Let's drop it, Molly. Look at the trouble I'm in just from baiting a hook.
4: Very well, McGee. Sorry, Your Honor. You take your fish pole and go reeling out to Lake Dugan any time you like.
10: Thank you. Now then, McGee, if you'll give the exact circumstances of the case, I think I might influence the game warden to be...
4: Whatever you're going to influence him to do, get ready to do it, Mr. Mayor. Come in. Come in.
10: Stop shaking, McGee. This is not a hanging offense. (laughs) McGee's residence, I'm Gordon Jordan, the warden.
4: Oh, how do you do, I'm sure. Uh, This is his honor, Mayor Latrivia.
10: How do you do? How do you do? How do you do?
4: And uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is the unfortunate lad who, in his manly way, wants to make Well, Look,
3: warden,
10: I was merely... Let me see the fish, please.
4: I'll get it, McGee. Though how a mere slip of a girl like me is supposed to carry a whale like that, I'll never know. If
10: uh, (laughs) I may intrude a word, warden, without attempting to unduly influence your judgment... I can assure you that this whole matter was me Let me
4: handle
6: this, LaCripp <laughs> Now
10: look, bud, I... Oh,
3: excuse me Have a cigar? No, thanks, I have one You got two? Thanks
4: <laughs>
3: I'll smoke it after dinner
4: Well, here it is, gentlemen The corpus delecti
3: Let me have it, please, Miss
10: McGee Hmm Suprina Carpio. Ah, it's a beauty, isn't it? Oh, of its type, yes.
3: What do you mean of its type? That's
10: the finest bass that was ever
3: caught in inland
10: water, Bud. If you're so ignorant that you McGee, huh? Oh, have a cigar, Warden. (laughs) Er, No. (laughs) Oh, you got one. How do you fix the fines in cases like this, Warden? So much a pound? Ordinarily, yes. And this is about ten pounds. Yes, but there won't be any fine.
4: Oh, you mean he has to go to jail? Oh, McGee, you It's false
10: arrest, that's what it is. And by
3: George, I'll not. Please, please, there won't be any arrest. There isn't even a case. Mr. McGee, accept the thanks of the State Fish and Game Commission for removing this fish from Lake Dugan What? This isn't a bass, it's a carp We've been trying to clear them out of Lake Dugan for 20 years You can catch all these you want anytime
2: Good day Well, well,
10: I guess that settles that, McGee Now I'll reel out... uh, Now I'm going out to Dugan Lake myself and fish for old Muley. A good day.
4: He may fish for him, but he won't catch him. Why won't he? Because old Muley is still out in the kitchen sink.
3: What? Then what's this?
4: You heard what the man said. This is a carp. Huh? And don't think I didn't have to run all over town trying to find one big enough.
3: Oh, this is humiliating.
4: To teach you a lesson.
3: It has, Snooky. It has.
4: Next time you catch a big fish like that, keep quiet about it. <laughs> you have too much in common.
3: What do you mean? What have I got in common with a big mouth bass? Oh I...
4: oh,
3: I see. Insulting, but true.
4: <laughs> Good night. Good night, all.
1: Looking back to yesterday, today, uh, <laughs> you got to set quite the moment. I, I got a pretty big one on the end of the line here. It's, uh, he's a
0: fighter. Don't he's it. a don't fighter. Go oh, okay. man, this thing is huge. Don't lose I'm it, not, Jake. I'm not. Easy. Jake, don't lose it. Come on, easy. reel really it in easy, Jake. Don't lose
1: I'm, it. I'm, I'm not losing it. I mean, it's right here, McLean. I have not lost it. Where'd you put the net? Where's the net? The last thing I need right now is a backseat fisherman, buddy. Calm down. I got him, I got him, I got him. I'm, not, I got him, I'm, I got him, I'm
0: trying in, to be helpful, in. I'm trying to help you here. Too. I've, I've no, landed no, more no, fish no, than you. I got here. it, I got it, I got it,
1: I got it. No, no, I just, I just gotta, I gotta play him a little. I gotta lead him, it'll be fine. It'll be, he's coming up, he's coming up, he's coming, coming. up. This is, a, the fish
11: is huge. Look at this, this thing is
1: huge.
0: Hey, hey, did you guys lose this hook? Did you lose this? We found it. What? The, the, Mondo. The fish is, the fish is Mondo?
11: Did you lose this hook? Me, me saw it just sort of hanging there, and there was this little string on it, so me figured me'd, you know, see, see what was on the other end. <laughs> uh,
1: Mondo? You're our old security guard buddy? What what are you doing hanging out at the bottom of a lake, man? <laughs> well, ever since me left that
11: job behind, me kind of been uh, living off the land, you know, like, like, like the primitive ancestors. <laughs> just sort of uh, collecting food off the bottom of the lake. And... Uh,
0: how do you breathe under there, buddy? What kind of food do you find on the bottom of the lake, Mondo? You, you guys ask a lot of questions, and frankly, me not
11: really feeling like answering uh, any of them. But uh, what, uh, what you guys been up to?
0: Well, we, uh, we, uh, we've got a, we've got, a, we got a show. We're doing the radio thing. <laughs> Tell Mondo all about
1: it. I'm very happy to sit down and uh, reminisce over old times and uh, catch up with you Amando but I think the more the more pressing question is why why, why are you living in in the bottom of a lake and tricking me into thinking I just landed the biggest fish in my entire fishing career, which admittedly is a very short lived career. Your fishing career started this morning. <laughs> well, uh, the water, it uh, kind of keeps you cool in the
11: summer. You know, you stay in the, in the deep end towards the bottom. There?
0: And, uh, <laughs> how, how, do you, how do
11: you breathe, Mondo? How do you live? Oh, a true expert never reveals his backcountry survival secrets <laughs> to, to the layman. But, uh, it's not a wise
1: move to do. Hey, you guys have sandwiches? Yeah, we, we, we packed a few sandwiches. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, up next, folks, is an episode of, of Archie Andrews, the uh, radio show based on the famous comic book characters, uh, sort of modeled after the Aldrich family. Uh, this episode is from 1946 and involves an ill-timed fishing trip. Uh, yeah, Mondo, just uh, just help help yourself there, buddy. Have how about that bologna and cheese, man? Oh. Hey
0: Mondo, if you're semi-aquatic anyway, could you take my uh, hook here and just sort of swim it over to, you know, see where that big log is? Yeah, I can't cast over there, so if you could just take it over there for me. Huh.
11: Teach a man to fish, and you feed him for a day. But uh, voluntarily take his hook and put it into a fish, and you feed him for a lifetime. That didn't make
0: any sense. I... That was my deviled egg salad sandwich.
8: Hello?
12: Hello, Jughead, this is Archie. Come over right away. It's a matter of life or death.
8: Oh, relax, Archie. Relax.
7: Yes, and you relax too, folks, if you can, because here he is again, right out of the pages of Archie Comics Magazine, with all his gang, Archie (laughs) Andrews! Our story today begins with... well, where does any story begin? A difficult question to answer, but perhaps this story begins with a fly... Yes, an ordinary, pesky, buzzing fly. It seems Mr. Andrews was taking a nap on the front porch one sunny afternoon. And there was this fly. Circling around and around and around, until finally it landed right on Mr. Andrews' nose. (laughs) So, Dad slowly raised his hand and slapped himself right on the nose. (laughs) At which point, it was the misfortune of another friend of ours to enter the scene, a fellow by the name of Archie.
12: Oh, you gotta love me in the morning. Yes, yes, and love me every night. Cause a good man nowadays is hard to... Hiya, Dad! <laughs> Archie, for gosh sakes! Oh, gee, Dad, did I do something wrong?
13: Archie, can't you see that I'm trying to sleep?
12: Oh, I didn't know that. I just And if to... there's anything
13: I hate, it's being awakened from a nap.
12: Oh, but Dad, I... Do you
13: care that I work hard all week and now on Saturday want to rest for just a little while? But Dad, you I only come in all to... over the place screaming at the top of your lungs? You... <sighs> Archie, it's high time you were taught some manners. But gosh, Dad, all I did I want you to go out into the backyard and stay there. What? You heard me. I I want you to spend the rest of the day in the backyard alone. Then maybe you'll be considerate of other people. Oh, but Dad, I. Archie?
12: Yes, Dad. Go ahead. She was okay. What chances a fella got?
13: Young little snappers.
6: Fred. Uh, oh,
12: Fred.
13: Mm-hmm. Well, what now?
14: Fred, I couldn't help overhearing that. Don't you think you're
13: being a little severe with a boy? I most certainly do not. But, Fred, How all Mary, don't we... you realize that what I need is peace and quiet? I'm tired. I'm weary. Worn out.
8: But why take it out on Archie? I am
13: not taking anything out on Archie.
8: Why, boys, leave home for less reason than that.
13: Leave... Archie?
8: Will he mind?
13: Now, Mary, stop dreaming. You know we'd never be that fortunate. <laughs> Me? Oh, I'm going to sleep. <sighs>
12: Archie. Hi, Jug. What's the matter? Jughead, I'm despondent, that's what. What, what did you do now, Archie? Jug, all I did was walk up to my father and say hello, and you know what he said? Scram. Exactly, he said, (laughs) Jug, how did you know? That's what my father always says. (laughs) Well, this time, Jug, I've had enough. Yes, sir, I've made up my mind. Gee whiz, what are you going to do? Exactly what my father said, I'm going to go away, that's what. I'm going to go far away. In fact, I may never come back. Well, Jug, what do you say to that? Goodbye. <laughs> Jughead, I want you to come with me. Who, me? Yes, you. We'll go to some island and, and live like Robinson Crusoe. Oh, but Archie, I you can't... Oh, Archie! Hi, Jug. What you doing, Archie? I'm making some plans, Betty. Plans to go away. Go away? Yes, Betty, and... Oh, before I go, Betty, the... There's something I want to ask you. Yes, Archie? Betty, would you... Yes, Archie? Well, that is... Could you... Yes? Yes? Gosh, I don't know how to say it. Oh, go on, Archie. Go on. Well, Betty? Yes? Would you lend me your thermos bottle?
14: Archie Andrews, you're hopeless. But all I want is your thermos... Yes, you can borrow the thermos bottle, but if you want it, come around to the delivery entrance. Goodbye. Goodbye.
12: Gee was now what did I say? Jug, I tell you, I'm glad we're going where there won't be any women In fact, I can't wait till we get there
14: Archie! Archie Andrew! Oh,
12: of course, there's no sense rushing things (laughs) Gee, hello, Veronica
14: Hello, Archie What you doing? hmm?
12: Veronica I have some bad news for you Really? And I know it'll hurt you, Veronica, but Be brave Yes? Veronica, I'm going away to a lonely island.
14: My goodness. But, Archie, before you go...
12: Yes, Veronica?
14: Stop at my house, Archie, Yes, yes. I'll lend you my portable radio. (laughs) Well, I gotta run now. Bye, Archie. Bye, Jugger.
12: Gee whiz. Jugger, I tell you, the more I see of women, the less I understand them. I tell you, I'm glad we're going to live like Robinson Crusoe. yeah. But he never had thermos bottles and portable radios. Well, yes, but there's no sense overdoing it, you know.
13: Oh, uh, uh did you want to see me?
15: Uh, yes, Andrews, I did. Uh, Beagle is my name. J.P. Beagle of the law firm of Beagle, 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 and Beagle. Uh,
13: uh <laughs> I'm very glad to know you, sir. Well, I might
15: as well get right down to business, Mr. Andrews.
2: Yes, by
13: all
15: means. Now, it is my unpleasant duty to inform you that your uncle, Ezekiel Q. Andrews, recently passed away and uh, left a sizable will.
13: Well, that's wonderful. I uh, uh, I, 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 mean, he, he did. Oh, poor, poor old Uncle Zeke. Well, yeah, that's right. Now... Uh... <clears throat> I gather your uncle was somewhat eccentric. Oh, he was as batty as a, a, a well. Yes, yes, he was a little eccentric. Uh,
15: at any rate, he left a rather strange will. Oh, really? Yes, very strange. In fact, uh, nobody gets anything. What? That's right. Your uncle made all his money with a chain of cafeterias. Uh,
13: yes, I know.
15: And in death as in life, he wants people to help themselves. I, uh, I, I don't
13: understand. It's simple.
15: Your uncle left a list of eligible heirs. These heirs can have whatever they want of his property. They have one choice each. All they have to do is turn up on his property and claim what they want—the money, the mansion, the jewels, or whatever.
13: Oh, <laughs> I see. First
15: come, first served. But all claims must be made by ten o'clock tonight. Tonight? Now, that's the deadline. After that, all unclaimed property goes to the Australian Foundation to provide pogo sticks
13: for tired kangaroos. <clears throat> Is that clear? Uh, I'm cl- clear. Oh, oh, yes, 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 it, it's uh, clear. Yeah. Ah, very well. Good day. Oh, uh, j- just a minute, uh, Mr. Beagle. I might as well go along with you and make my claim right now. Oh, uh,
15: that uh, reminds me. There's one thing I forgot to tell you. Oh, uh, yes? <laughs> Your uncle... Uh, Disinherited
13: you <laughs> well, that, was, that was nice of the old fella Did uh, <laughs> d- Disinherited me But, but he couldn't I, I mean he wouldn't I mean he He, did. he has no uh, right uh,
15: However He did include Your son In the list Of eligible heirs Archie That's right So if your son Appears on the Andrews estate By ten o'clock Tonight uh, He may
13: claim Whatever he wants Oh well, well In that case Everything's all right I'll, I'll uh, call my son And be down there In five minutes <laughs>
8: Five years, Archie.
12: Five years? Sure. Or maybe we'll stay here for ten years. I like this island. Lots of peace and quiet. But ten years is a long time. What's the matter, Jug? Don't you like our new home? Well, the rent is low enough, and it's a quiet neighborhood, all right. But don't you think there's too much cross-ventilation? Jug, don't be silly. I see no reason why we can't stay here forever. I do. What? We forgot the food. Well, what difference does that make, Jug? We can always... The food! Jughead, I told you to take the box of sandwiches. I forgot. Oh, well, never mind. As a matter of fact, Jug, I'm glad we forgot the food. Glad? Why? Because it gives us a chance to prove to ourselves that we're self-sufficient. Prove it to our egos. Archie, I'd much rather prove it to our stomachs.
13: Now, 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 Mary. The the, the main thing is not to let this thing upset us. Not to let it upset us. After all, people inherit things all the time. Yes,
1: it's, dear. <laughs> uh, Fred, would
14: you like vegetable soup for dinner A- tonight? And, and we
13: we we have to remember that uh, after all, I I was the first one notified by the lawyer.
14: Yes, dear. Or would you prefer cream of mushroom soup? Archie,
13: we'll be home any minute now, and we, we'll just go down and make our soup uh, clean.
1: Uh, yes, dear.
14: Well, uh, maybe vegetable soup would be best.
13: Yes, the, 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 the main thing to do is to just to keep calm about this, Mary. I, I know it's difficult, dear. I, I know it's a strain, but 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 try, dear. Just Just try.
8: Perhaps chicken soup.
13: Chicken soup. Mary, how can you talk about soup at a time like this?
8: Fred, for pity's sake, what are you so nervous about? Me?
13: nervous? I'm not nervous, Mary, but why doesn't that boy get here?
14: Well, he'll probably be home any minute, dear. Yes,
13: yes, he'll be. Just a little, let, let's be patient. The, the, the main thing is, is to keep calm,
14: keep
12: oh. calm. Fred, where are you going? To
13: find that boy, Mary, if I have to turn over every stone in Riverdale.
12: Any luck yet, Archie? Be patient, Jug. I'll catch a fish any minute now. Yes, sir, this is the life. Just sit here and catch our supper. Oh, can't you see it, Jug? Two juicy lake trout simmered to a crisp golden brown. So fresh... They'll melt in your mouth. Mm. Boy, how I love fresh lake trout. Archie, right now I'd sell for a stale goldfish. Chug, don't be so silly. Don't you realize that nature is bountiful? Why, we're living just like our forefathers did. Yeah, and they're dead. (laughs) Chug, will you stop being funny? I'm bound to catch a (gasps) Chug, 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 I think I got something. Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got one. Look at that rod bend. Hang on to it, Archie. Yeah, yeah, I am. But weighs a ton. Keep reeling, Archie. Keep reeling. I am. I hope that rod doesn't break. Gee whiz, it feels like a whale. Don't think I couldn't eat one. <sighs> here it comes, Jug. Here it, it, it,
6: it. here
12: it comes. Gee whiz. How do you like that? An old tire. Yeah. And not even Robertson Crusoe would eat that. <laughs>
14: you over here oh nothing special veronica i just don't have anything to do neither do i i'm glad you came over did you hear about archie Mm, yes i did in fact he borrowed my portable radio before he left gee he said he was going to stay away a long time Uh uh-huh but personally betty i don't really care Neither do I Sometimes Archie makes an awful nuisance of himself Yes, he does In fact, it's refreshing not to have the boys around for a change I was just thinking the same thing Mm. I'm sure we can find many interesting things to do without them Of course we can Well, there's any number of... Oh, my goodness What is it? This package on the table Archie must have left it here What? It's the sandwiches The boys forgot the food Really? (gasps) Veronica, I've got an idea Yes Let's go over to the island and take it to them. Oh, Betty, that's a wonderful idea.
8: Hello? Mary,
13: this is Fred.
8: Oh, where are you, dear?
13: Downtown. Has Archie come home yet?
14: No. Haven't you found him?
13: Found him. Mary, I think that boy has vanished from the face of the
14: earth. Well, uh, Fred, go over to some of his friends' houses. Jughead or Betty or Veronica. Ask them. They're bound to know where he is.
13: Mary, I already tried that. I can't even find his
14: friends. Really? Well, um, maybe they went to the movies. There's a murder mystery playing. Now,
13: Mary, how can I find anyone in a movie?
14: Remember the inheritance, dear.
13: Yes, but I... Oh, all right, Mary, I'll look at the movie. I'm in a good mood for murder anyway.
12: Archie, let's go home. Yeah, maybe you're right, Jug. We can start our outdoor life tomorrow. Oh, we better hurry up before it rains. Archie, I think our outdoor life starts right now. Why? Well, while you were catching old tires, our rowboat sort of drifted off. Sort of.
5: Oh, darling, can it be true? Can it really
14: be true that this glorious love is ours? Tell me, darling. Tell me.
13: Archie!
14: Oh, Archie! You seem so restless, darling. So uncertain. Oh! Tell
12: me, what is it you're seeking?
13: Me? Oh, I'm just looking for my... Oh, oh, you weren't talking to me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm, uh, um, you know, darling, Archie. sometimes
12: I feel Archie! Oh,
13: I'm Shh. sorry. I'm looking Boy, for my son. I'm sorry, I'm only looking babe. for my son. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Was that your foot? It's so dark in here, I can not Hey, what's uh, going on here? I'm, I'm looking for my son. Oh, where'd you lose him? While he was right under the... No, no, I didn't lose him. I'll I, cut I, out I, the noise and I'll have to throw you out. Yes, uh, uh, no, yes, sir. I, I, uh, I'm I. terribly sorry. I'll be very quiet. Well, see, did you do? Yes, sir. I'll be quiet. Uh, yes, Oh my god, I don't you
14: it all, Fred.
13: Mary Houdini in his prime couldn't have disappeared more completely than that boy has.
14: Oh, but Fred, it's getting late. We'll lose our claim on the will.
13: Well, don't worry, dear. I'm going to take desperate action. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going right down to the local radio station and try to get them to broadcast a plea for Archie to come home. Uh-huh. And Mary, if that doesn't do it, nothing will. <laughs>
8: Archie.
12: Yeah?
14: Raining, isn't it?
12: Jughead. For gosh sake, kid, snap out of it. What I just Take said... Take it easy, old man. I only said... I that. know how the jungle gets under your skin. I know how the sound of the tom-toms drives men mad. But Jughead. Jughead, old man. Remember England. Remember it? I've never even been there. Don't cast civilization aside, Jug. The rainy season will soon end. The tropical suns will shine again. Archie, do you have malaria? It's not easy. I know it's not easy. Spending all this time on this island, never seeing another white man, never. What do I look like? (laughs) I mean someone from the outside world. Well, you wanted peace and quiet. Yeah, but this is going too far. Well, we could turn on the radio. Gee that's a good idea, Jug. Yeah, turn the radio on. Okay. Well, I'm sure glad you thought of that, Jug. That's just the thing to cheer us up. Yes, sir, a radio is sure a wonderful invention. No matter where you are, it brings entertainment and relaxation right to your side. We it interrupt
16: ge- our regular schedule to bring you a special broadcast. This afternoon, a boy by the name of Archie Andrews disappeared from this city. And all
12: the latest news. <gasps>
16: what? Gee whiz. A complete search has failed to disclose his whereabouts.
12: Oh, gee whiz, they're looking for me.
16: May we urge any listeners who know the whereabouts of Archie Andrews to communicate with his station. When last seen... He was wearing gray trousers, a green sweater, and a silly grin.
1: That's you,
12: all right. But gee whiz, I'm not missing. I'm right here, right and here. And now,
16: in the event that the boy himself may be listening to a radio somewhere, we present his father, Fred Andrews, with a special stirring message to his son. right in the side of
13: Thank you. If my dear boy is anywhere within the range of my voice, I would like to say this to him. Archie, if you know what's good for you, get home in a hurry.
12: Get home in a hurry, but how? I don't
13: care how you do it. If need be, call a taxi.
12: (laughs) Oh, sure. Jug, see if there's a taxi out on the lake, huh?
13: But I repeat, Archie, it is urgent you return home
16: At once. I think you understand. Thank you, Fred Andrews. We return now to...
12: Understand? I'll say I understand. There ought to be a law against radios on desert islands.
13: Well, Mary, we might as well face it. The inheritance is gone. And Archie will be home whenever he gets good and ready. Wherever he
14: is. Oh, dear. What a shame. Yes,
13: it is a shame. Money, riches, luxury. Who knows what we might have had. Gone. All gone. I... Oh, now what? Andrews, we want to see you. (laughs) Hello, Lodge. Mr. Cooper, Mr. Jones, it uh, was nice of you to drop in, but I'm in a little trouble, and I'd...
16: I'll you say alone. you're in trouble, Andrews. We just heard your
13: broadcast. Oh, did you? Well, uh, I've been on the air before, you know, so naturally Andrews, I didn't have any...
16: where t- is my daughter? <laughs> your daughter? Why, she's probably... You. What? Your daughter? Yes, and Jughead and
6: Betty. Oh, oh
16: Jughead.
13: Uh, but Betty, oh, now, 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 Luke, how should I know? I, I, I have trouble enough finding
16: Archie. I don't know where John and Oh, is Betty. that uh, so, Andrews? Well, you listen to me. That boy of yours is a menace to this town. Oh, yes, I, I... I, now, I was a little worried about where those kids were, but since I heard your broadcast, I know Archie is at the bottom of all this. Oh, now, 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 just a minute. I mean, what can I do about the... And let the bo- me tell uh, you this. If you don't get these kids back home quickly... And safely, I'll have the law on you. <laughs> the law? The law? Yes, there is a law against kidnapping. Oh, no, you know. Oh, no, no, no,
13: no. Look, Lodge, and the rest of you, you, you can take my word for it. Jug may be with Archie, but I'm positive they haven't even seen Betty and Veronica. <laughs>
12: There's something moving out there. Gee whiz. Quick, get your gun. Archie, I don't have a gun and you know it. Well, I can dream, can't I? (laughs) Gee whiz, there it is again. Archie, do something. Don't worry, Jugger. I'll handle this, just leave it to me. I'm not afraid, I'm not scared at all. It's probably just a squirrel anyway. (laughs) Hello? Hello? See, I told you it was just a squirrel. For a squirrel. For a squirrel, that sure sounds like Veronica Well, all squirrels sound like Veronica. Huh? <laughs> Veronica? Is that you? Is that you, Archie? Veronica, for gosh sake, where did you come from? Oh, we've been here for hours And Betty! Gee whiz Oh, boy, am I glad to see you
14: kids Oh, we're glad to see you too, Archie Yes, it was awfully scared out there in the woods
12: Well, don't you worry for a minute Everything's okay now Everything is fine It is? Sure, John, Don't you realize we're rescued? You came over in a boat, didn't you, Veronica? Yes, we did. Well, but... oh, then we can go home right now. Oh, boy, well, I'd be glad to get. Archie! Yes, Veronica?
14: Archie, we have a boat. Yes. But we lost both our oars. All right, Andrews, what
13: are you going to no, do? No, 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 people, people, uh, uh, yeah? please. I, I'm, I'm sure we can settle all this peaceably.
16: Go ahead, Andrews. Well, listening. Uh, you're listening, yes. Well, well, well now,
13: all, all we have to do is... Uh, yes? Uh, well, well, what we, we could do is, is we could... Uh, <laughs> no, that wouldn't be so good,
6: would
13: it? <laughs> now, just a minute, Lodge. I'll have it in just a minute. What we should do is we should all organize, and we could all go out and... Uh, <laughs> That wouldn't be so good either. Would Andrews,
16: it? in just 30 seconds, I'm going down to the police station. Oh, no, the police and... uh,
13: uh, uh, Pardon me. Hello? What? The row, row, row your boat company. Now, now look, no, I, I, I don't want any boats. I, I, I... What's that? He did. My son rented a boat. When? Uh, and he hasn't returned it. Well, 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 look, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, don't worry. I'll, I'll pay for it. But, but just tell me one thing Did he say where he was going? Ah, mister, that's all I wanted to know. I'll be right there. Has anything happened to Archie? Lodge, that I don't know. But I can say this something is certainly going to. <laughs>
12: We better think of something, Archie. Yeah, we can't stay here. My father's going to be awful angry. Young
13: man, that is an understatement if I ever heard
12: one. Gee whiz, Dad, is that you? Gee whiz. What are you doing here? Archie, before you go any further,
13: I want to tell you that I intend asking all the questions. I thought of some nice ones while I rowed across here in the rain. But, Dad, we were just coming home in Veronica's
12: boat and... Veronica? Mr.
13: Oh, are Veronica and Betty here? Oh,
12: yes, Miss
14: Andrews, we're
13: here. Archie,
12: gee, I'm hello going there. to have
13: something. I, uh, who, who was that? Uh, hello there. She was more company.
12: For a deserted island, this sure resembles Grand Central Station. Do you people know
15: you're trespassing? Oh, oh, Mr. Beagle, is that you? Andrews, well, I uh, see you made it. I uh,
13: Made it? Made, made what? Hmm. Don't you know? No, no, Beagle, this is no time for riddles.
15: You mean to say you don't know that this island is the property of the late
13: Ezekiel Andrews? What? You mean we're on Uncle Zeke's property? You certainly are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Mr. Beagle, what time is it? 9.59,
15: Mr. Andrews. In just one minute, all this property will belong to the Australian
13: Foundation Oh, for... no, it won't be. This is my son, Archie.
12: Hello.
13: And since he's one of the eligible claimants, he claims this island as his property. Don't you, Archie?
12: Dad, if I never see this island Archie, again, it'll be... Archie,
13: for gosh sakes, say yes. We haven't got time now.
12: Yes, I claim this island.
6: <sighs>
13: there. Well, Andrews, I hear... I mean,
15: this is a little uh, irregular.
13: Oh, no, the will says the claimants must appear on the estate before 10 o'clock and make their claim in person. And uh, we did, didn't we? Uh,
15: Well, uh, yes, uh, yes, I I, I guess you did. uh, All right, Andrews, uh, you now own Green Island as your share of your uncle's will.
13: (laughs) Green Island, yes, sir. Well, it's not what I had in mind, but it's better than nothing. Make a wonderful <clears throat> summer place, for one thing. Yes, sir, fine summer place. Eh, Archie? <laughs> then,
12: then you're not angry, Dad?
13: Angry, son, why? What is there to be angry about? <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, Mr. Beagle. Uh, yes? Just uh, how did you get over here anyway? I thought I took the last boat at the dock. Boat? Uh, boat? Why,
15: why, don't be silly, Andrews. I walked across the bridge on the other side of the island.
13: I... What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Fred, What's I said that wake that's up, that's dear. That's
15: wake up. You've been asleep for two hours.
13: Yeah? Oh, sleeping? Oh, oh. You, you, you mean I... That it was all... A, it never... It never oh, oh. <laughs> yes, dear.
1: You've had a wonderful nap. Oh.
13: oh, Mary. The next time I fall asleep and take a wonderful nap... Will you do me a favor? Yes. Wake me up!
7: chapter of The Adventures of Archie Andrews, written by Carl Jampel and based on the copyrighted feature appearing in Archie Comics Magazine. Archie is played by Bob Hastings, Jughead by Harlan Stone. Others in the cast include Alice Urman, Ian Martin, Gloria Mann, and Rosemary Rice. Felix Maguire at the organ. Production was under the direction of Charles Urquhart. And now back to Archie. You know, Dad, it was a peculiar coincidence you are dreaming about Uncle Zeke
12: this afternoon. Oh, was it? Well, yeah, we just got a letter from Uncle Zeke today. Oh, really? What does he say? Oh, just that he's broke again and wants you to send him ten bucks.
1: Hey, you've been listening to Yesterday Today with Jake and McLean. We've been out here fishing all day, but we're about ready to wrap up and uh, pack it in. And, and Mondo. Yeah, Mondo was here for a while. Our old uh, buddy used to be a security guard with us, but uh, he he uh, took off for. He said something about a uh, a certain dumpster that was calling his name. So I'm not sure what that guy's up to. Keep too, finding
0: our old friends in the darndest places. Uh,
1: it's been a great day out here and and the great outdoors and all that. Yeah,
0: not quite as successful of a fishing trip as I would as I would have hoped. And all we caught was a couple of a couple of boots. Hey, yeah, we got a pair of boots. Got a spinner stuck in a tree. I mean, they're mismatched. They're both left feet. Oh, and Mondo. We caught Mondo. Well, we could uh, tie our
1: right legs together. Well, s- and... Sydney's got two left feet. Yeah, I think I'll give those to him for a, uh, a birthday present or something. If you guys want to hear more of yesterday today, you can go to
0: kisu.org or wherever you wherever get your, you get your uh, fine podcast. Uh, s- say, I think the, uh, the kids' fishing pond is somewhere around here, if we want to hit that before we go.
1: I think I might just uh, buy a can of tuna from the store, actually. It's
0: not the same. And then we'll do
7: as we please When there's a breeze on Lake Louise.